Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Hello, you are listening to Save the Lost at All Costs, and I am Sister Nina S. Griffin. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local, you will dial 702-650-5588. Again, if you're in the local Las Vegas area, you will dial 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you, 800-366-8883. I say again, the toll-free number to call in and discuss with us today's topic is 800-366-8883. Have a praise report. Have a question. We'd love to hear from you. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website, which is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. Again, www.kittenkittenvictorvictor.com. We're also being broadcast live over 101.5 FM and we are on 1060 AM. We are now under the covering of Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., which is a nonprofit company solely dedicated to the ministry and the love of Christ. Amen? So, Community Bible Fellowship Church, if you have been listening, uh, is no longer in existence. So, we are going on forward with the radio ministry. We do have a website. It will be active this coming week. I will give you the web address now. It is not active, but when a week it will be. By the next time I come on the air, which is next Sunday, it will be active. I'm hoping that it will be active before that, but I am patient. A lot of changes have happened. We thank God for the assignment. We thank God that He is able to do everything And he does not need our help. Amen. I appreciate it, Lord. I am patient and I thank you for everything that you've done. All the people that you brought to us. All the wonderful donations and prayers and support and encouragement and exhortations. I receive it. I believe it in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So that web address is going to be www.savethelostlv.org. I will repeat that to you. Again, it is not active, but by the next time I come on the air, it will be, and I'm hoping it will be active before that. But please write it down, www.savethelostlv.org. Amen. Thank you for that. Now, we're going to get into our topic today. And... The question is, how do I know salvation is real for me? 
Again, the topic today is how do I know salvation is real for me? Well, that's a very interesting question. Because I can't save myself. So it has to be a person capable of saving. And salvation has to do with living eternally with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So let's look at that question. All right? We are going to go to 1 John and we're going to go to chapter 5. I'm in the New King James Version. And I want to read one verse. And then I want to start building the answer to the question. Amen? So let's look. We are in 1 John chapter 5 and I want to look at verse 13. And the Word of God says this. 1 John chapter 5 verse 13 in the New King James Version. These things I have written to you and who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Now, first of all, I want to be sure that I say hello to Senior Pastor Joseph E. Terry Jr. and his lovely wife, Lady Desiree. God bless you, man of God. You know, we're praying mightily for you and your family and so glad to hear the praise report on Caden. Amen. So uh, God answers prayers and I am so excited about that praise report about little Caden. Amen. But I wanted to make sure I said hello to you and Lady Desiree and your wonderful family. Now, getting back to the scripture. The Apostle John is writing this. And his audience, believe it or not, is the Apostle Paul and the Apostle Peter. And mainly it is directed towards them, but the other brethren as well. But specifically, he is writing to encourage them. They are doing a mighty work in Christ at this particular time. However, they are coming under great, great adversity. And at any time you do a great work for Christ, there are times when you're doing this work, when you're laboring, when you are pressing forward, and the only thing that you can do left, you have to do or can do, is stand. It gets to a point sometimes where we get a little discouraged. We get a little weak. Uh, the reserves are getting a little low. And we are truly confident and motivated because we understand the personal relationship that we have with the Lord Jesus Christ. However, we are human and we have the spirit of man. In us. So at times we get a little weary under fire. Amen. But the Apostle John is writing specifically to his brothers here, the Apostle Paul and the Apostle Peter, and he is letting them know unequivocally that you do have eternal life because 
It's a question that a lot of people will wonder about. And sometimes saints wonder just as much as those who do not believe. Amen? So let's start making the case about your eternal life, about your salvation, about it being secure. So let's look at the name Yeshua. That would be spelled Y-E-S-H-U-A. Again, Y-E-S-H-U-A. And the name means salvation or God saves. So that's what Jesus' name is, Yeshua. And it means, again, salvation or God saves. So let's start looking about that. His name signifies why he came into the world to rescue us from the penalty which we deserve for our sins. Well, what would that penalty be? I'm so glad you asked. And let's look at Romans 6. We're going to find that out. We're going to go to Romans 6. And let's look about verse 23. Amen. Again, I'm going to Romans 6 and I'm going to look at verse 23. I'm in the New King James Version. And the word of God says this. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That gift is salvation. Amen. But make sure you understand that in verse 23 in Romans, it says, for the wages of sin is death. That is very absolute. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So if you do not have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, the wages of sin is death. We must understand that. You have to have the gift of God, which is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in order to have everlasting life. Amen. And that gift would be salvation. And you only get it through Yeshua. Amen. Because Jesus's name means salvation or God saves. Now, let's look in the Old Testament because a lot of people say, well, I'm not quite sure. I don't hear Jesus's name being mentioned in the Old Testament. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up. So let's start examining that. Let's start addressing that. I need you to get this clear in your mind. Amen. Now, remember, I said that his name denotes what? His mission. And he came to save us. Amen. So let's look at Exodus. Let's look at Exodus 15 and let's look about verse 2. Again, we're in Exodus 15 and I'm looking at verse 2. Now, the word of God says this, and I have told you I am reading out of the New King James Version. So we are in Exodus chapter 15, verse 2, and the word of God says this. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become 
my salvation. He is my God and I will praise him. My father's God and I will exalt him. Did you see where it has salvation there? And he has become my salvation. Again, Yeshua's name means salvation or God saves. Amen. So there it is. Now let's go to Psalm 67. So we're going to go over to Psalm. And we're going to go to 67. And let's look at it here. And we're going to look at verses 1 and 2. We're in Psalm 67. And we're going to look at verses 1 and 2. And it says... To the chief musician... On string instruments, a psalm, a song. God be merciful to us and bless us. And because his face to shine upon us, Selah, too, that you, excuse me, that your way may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. That is the part B of verse 2. Let's read verse 2 again. That your way may be known on earth. Part B, your salvation among all nations. Again, there is the word salvation. Speaking of Yeshua. Amen. Jesus, our Lord and Savior. He is our salvation. Amen. So let's go to Isaiah. And we're going to look at verse 25. Verse 9. 29, no, 25, excuse me, and we're going to go to verse 9. That would be Isaiah 25, and we are going to go to verse 9. Again, I'm in the New King James Version, and verse 9 reads in Isaiah 25, And it will be said in that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him, and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Amen. We see the word salvation again. Again, Yeshua's name, Jesus' name means salvation or God saves. So we see it right here in the Old Testament. See, it's, it's more than a name. You know, like my name is Sister Nina. Uh, your name might be Brother David. It could be Brother Robert. It could be Sister Gina. But it's the mission. It's that that he was chosen to do by God himself. Amen. This is huge. This is miraculous that his name denotes not only his character, but his mission and his mission for all eternity. Amen. You ought to get excited about that. You ought to have the confidence to know about your personal relationship with Christ is guaranteed 
the gift, which is not only him, but the gift of salvation. See, anything that he is, he manifests that. Amen. He not only walks the walk. Shall I say talk the talk, which is the word of God, which is his word. It cannot come back void. He's not a man that he would lie, nor is he a sinner that he needs to repent. Amen. So it is so important that we see this, that we get this. This is not having a guaranteed in what a man tells you. This is having a guarantee of what your Lord and Savior has said, what God has said, what all creation has bared witness to. Amen. This is exciting. I hope that the doubt is starting to slip away as we speak. As the word of God becomes more amplified, as your vision increases. See, when your relationship is growing and developing, so is your wisdom and knowledge of God. And you will be able to understand things that you may not have been able to understand before. It's because you're in a different place with him. But we must be with him. Amen. It's personal. Last week we talked about evangelism and how, you know, evangelism is not something that you do from a distance. It's about having a relationship. See, Jesus was a teacher. Yeshua was also known as rabbi. And not only did he teach But he was a hands-on instructor. It was important that his students got it. Because not only was it life transforming, it was a matter of life and death. And if his students didn't get it, then what would be the point? Because there was one that came to steal, kill, and destroy, which is Satan himself. Now, if his mission is to save, trust and believe, he is going to do it. So, let's continue to look at this. Let's look at what he assures of us. So, I want to show you something first. And I want you to catch this in your spirit. We're going to go to the Gospel of John. This is very, very pivotal. And then we're going to go back to building. Because I want you to be absolutely sure. I want you to have the total confidence in the gift of salvation. Amen. And the one who's giving it to you. That's what's important. Amen. It's not a man that's giving it to you. It is that Who is the full embodiment of God saves. The full embodiment of salvation. Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. Yeshua. Amen. So let's go to John the Gospel. We're going to look at chapter 6. And we're going to look at a particular verse there. So again I'm in the New King James Version. So I'm in the Gospel of John chapter 6. And this is Jesus speaking because I have the red letter edition. And I want to look at verse 44. And the word of God says this. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up at the last day. Woo! Look at that. Can you imagine? 
Now, no one can come near to him unless the Father draws them to him. But he says, I will raise him up at the last day. Can you imagine that you've been drawn to him because the Father has allowed it? But not only has he allowed it, he says, I will raise him up in the last day. Those who have been drawn are his. That's why the scripture tells us that my sheep know my voice. And no one can pluck them from my hand. That's why that makes sense. So let's look about the drawing part. Amen. We're going to go to Matthew 11. And we're going to look at verses 28 through 30 again. We're going to go to the book of Matthew. And we're going to go to verse, excuse me, chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. I get excited about this. I mean, it's just, whoo. So rich and wonderful and so reassuring and so affirming. And I'm just excited because there is no other life for me but this life. Amen. In Christ. And and I hope that you can find that for you as well. I want it so much for you. Amen. In the name of Jesus, I want it for you. So we're going to look at Matthew 11 again. We're looking at verses 28 through 30. And again, I have the red letter edition. I'm in the New King James Version. And uh, Jesus is speaking. Verse 28. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. 30. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Wow. Can you imagine Jesus speaking that to you? Oh. Looking at you. Holding you in his gaze and saying come to me. Hmm. Well, let's see it in Mark. We're going to go to Mark 8. And we're going to look at verses 34 and 30 through 38. Amen. Mark 8. We're going to look at verses 34 and we're going to go to verse 38. And again, it's red letter edition. Uh, verse 34. When he had called the people to himself... With his disciples, also he said to them, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. 35, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel will save it. 36, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? 37, or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? 38, for whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him, the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Wow. Our Lord and Savior laid it out. He asked the question. 
in verse 36, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? See, sin cannot enter in to heaven. It cannot enter in to where the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, will reside. And by us being in relationship with him, personal relationship with him, then we have that same address. We have an opportunity to reside with him in heaven. Amen. Where no sin or death or evil or sickness can enter in. So in all people's getting and all their amassing it will not leave this earth. Amen. So he asked the question what is the benefit? What is better than me? What is greater than being with me and having eternal life and being glorified with me? What is greater? What possibly does the world have to offer you? We must think about that, men and women of God. Let's go over to the Gospel of John. And we are going to look at chapter 6. Amen? So in chapter 6, we're going to look at verse 35. Amen? So we are in the chapter 6 of the Gospel of John, and we're going to look at verse 35. And the Word of God says this. Again, this is Jesus speaking. I have the red letter edition. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. What is more greater than that? What more blessed assurance do you need? Man cannot live by bread alone. Amen. That is bread that you find on earth. But he is so much better. He is the bread of life. He never perishes. He never dies. There's no lack. You will always have what is needed to pay for it. Amen. Because he already paid the price for it. Amen. He paid for it. You don't have to worry. At all. He's got it. Who or what can offer you that? What club can offer you that? What family lineage can offer you that? What job can offer you that? What title? What denomination? Whether it be of a religious set or of a Numerical denomination. Who can make that claim? Amen. Other than 
the one whose name means salvation or God saves. Who can make that claim? Let's go to John 7 and look at verse 38. We're still in the Gospel of John. We're looking at verse 38. We're in chapter 7. And this is Jesus speaking again. Red letter edition. He who believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. He is the fount. He is the source. The word is living and breathing. Wow. Who else can make that claim? Who else is the word? There's no one that is the word but him. Amen. No one else can make that claim. It's exciting. Now let's go all the way back to Genesis. And we're going to look about chapter 3. And let's see here. So I want you to be totally confident in your salvation, in your eternal life. Because that was the Apostle John's job to make sure that his brothers, Peter and Paul, especially because of the work, the assignment that was given to them, that they were confident so that they can make sure the disciples of Christ were just as confident that they had secured eternal life. Amen. Well, there was a lot going on in Rome at that particular time. A lot going on in Jerusalem at that particular time. Amen. So let's go to chapter 3. And let's look about verse 15. Again, Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. I'm in the New King James Version. And the Word of God says this. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Amen. Now, when you look at the B part of that verse, you will see seed is capitalized. Amen. Well, when you see a capitalization, it's talking about the Godhead, amen? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, amen? In this particular case, it's talking about the immaculate conception, the seed that will be placed in the womb of Mary, the Virgin, amen? And the seed will come to crush the serpent. Satan is no match. For our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the Lord of Lord. He is the King of Kings. He has the double-edged sword in his mouth. He is coming to save us from that that will devour us. Amen? He is the seed. He is the only seed that would be able to do that. Amen? You have to get excited about who has come to save you. 
whose name embodies salvation, whose name embodies God saves. He is who he says he is and he will do what he says he's going to do. Amen. Have confidence in that. That your eternal life is secure when you have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not at a distance. It is personal. It is growing stronger when we partake in the things that represent obedience, such as discipleship. He is the teacher. It is not I who teaches, it is he who teaches. I am just a vessel from which he uses. Amen? But it's his words. It's his life. It's his gift. It's his power. Oh, you ought to get excited about that. Amen? So let's look at this. Jesus tells people to come to me, follow me, believe in me, drink of me. And this can only be done through him. Amen. So let's look at John 14, 6, because other people want to try to get credit. There's a lot of false teachers out there. They want to tell you that they can save you. That you need to do it their way. Hmm. Well, let, let's see what the word of God says. Amen. So we're going to John 14 in the gospel. And we're going to look at verse 6. Amen. Now, the word of God says this. And again, it's the red letter edition. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to the Father except through him. Now, he says he is the way, he is the truth, and the life. He is three things all at the same time. Amen? The way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through Him. There's no back door to salvation. There's no back door to heaven. There's no back door to eternal life. There's only one way and one way only. It's about relationship. Amen? It is not arm's distance. The Holy Spirit resides in us. Amen. When we accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But remember, you cannot come unless the Father draws you near to him. And that came with a promise. Amen. That in the last day, he being Yeshua, God saves salvation. That's what his name means. He will raise you up. Amen. Not a man. Not a denomination, not mama and them, not your status here on earth, not your good works, none of that. It did not say that. I really encourage you to read John 6.44 again. We have already 
read it, but you know what? I'm very close. I think we ought to look at it again. Amen? Because I want to make sure you get this and internalize it and understand it. Amen? So let's go again to John 6, and we're going to go to the 44th verse. We are in the Gospel of John. And the Word of God says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Powerful. Amen? Powerful. Now, there has to be a new birth. It's not enough just to confess with your mouth. There has to be a new birth. You know, people want to try to do it their way. There is only one way to come to Christ. Amen? So let's start looking at this. You know, to make sure that our salvation is as it's supposed to be. In Christ, through Christ, for Christ, by Christ. Amen? It has nothing to do with a man's way of getting to God. That's called religion. Here we're talking about a personal relationship. He said, my lambs hear my voice. It didn't say a domination, a denomination hears my voice. He says, my lambs. It's personal. My children. My brothers and sisters. Amen. It's personal. He knows you. And it's important that you know him. Because you'll be able to stand on every word that he has spoken. That has gone out in these scriptures. Amen. This is it. There's no error. In his word. So let's look at the. New birth. Amen. We are going to go to uh, the Gospel of John and we're going to go to chapter 3. And we are going to look at verses 3 through 6. Amen. We are in the Gospel of John and we're looking at verses 3 through 6. In the New King James Version, I have the red letter edition and verse 3 reads, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. For Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Five, Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Six, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Amen. Now, the flesh will die. The body will die. But the soul will live. Amen. Because when God formed us, he formed us out of clay. We did not become a living soul until he breathed his breath into us. Amen. Then we were made alive. So if God is eternal and his breath is eternal, so what he breathed into you is eternal. Amen. Oh, yes. Heaven and hell exist because some will go to heaven. Because they choose to go in reference to their relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And those who don't, they will go to hell. Amen. 
Now, let's look at conversion. We're going to go to Matthew, and we're going to look at Matthew 18, and we're going to look at verse 3. Amen? Matthew 18, verse 3. And the red letter edition, Jesus is speaking, and verse 3 says this, And say... Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Conversion. There has to be a conversion. The spirit has to indwell in you. Amen. That's the conversion. Now, let's look at sanctification. We're going to go to Matthew 7, and we're going to look at verses 21 through 24. Again, Matthew 7, we're going to go to verses 21 through 24. And the Word of God says this, again, the red letter edition, New King James Version, verse 21. And the Word of God says this, now I say again, 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father in heaven. 22, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name? 23. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Amen. There are many false prophets out there. There are many people who think their good works are going to get them into the kingdom of God. Many of them think because they go to church, that's going to automatically get them into the kingdom of God. It's about a personal relationship. Jesus knows who is connected to him. He is the vine dresser. He knows the vines that have been grafted into him. Amen. You have to give an account. And you see here in verse 22 that people were sincere, but they were sincerely wrong. They thought because they were saying things in his name and doing things in his name that aren't automatically constituted a relationship. You can teach a bird to say things. That doesn't make a bird human. Amen. We must be very careful about the gift. Because he's very clear and precise. Of how he gives it. And who he gives it to. Says he's the way. Amen. Well it's got to be. His way. Don't let a man. Mislead you. 
when you have the word of God right before you. Amen. But it's going to take more than reading the word of God. It's going to have to be you being the embodiment of it. And that only comes by real personal relationship. Not one at a distance, not one every now and then, or not one when I get to it. Amen. The season is now, men and women of God, not later. Now, when we do the will of God, there will be fruit of obedience in our lives. So let's look. Remember, the word of God tells us obedience is greater than sacrifice. Amen. So we're going to go to John 15. And we're going to look at the first eight verses. I think I mentioned a little bit about a vine dresser. Amen. So let's pick this up. I'm in the New King James Version. I'm looking at the Gospel of John chapter 15. And I'm looking at the first eight verses. And... It's the red letter edition. So Jesus is speaking. And the word of God says this. Verse 1. I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit. He takes away. And every branch that bears fruit. He prunes that it may bear more fruit. 3. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. For abide in me and I in you, as the branches cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Five, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Six, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. Seven, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you Desire and it shall be done for you. Eight. By this my father is glorified and you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. Amen. Whoo. Fire. Now let's look at John 8.31. We're going to go back a little bit. And we're going to go to the 8th chapter. And we're going to look at verse 31. I want you to be real clear on this. Amen. Real clear. Again. Gospel of John chapter 8 verse 31. Jesus is speaking again. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him. If you abide in my word. You are my disciples indeed. Amen. He's letting them know. Unequivocally, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Amen. Now, Jesus emphasizes faith in himself and for his atoning work 
as the sole basis for salvation and complete deliverance from judgment and condemnation. Now, condemnation is the penalty that we talked about because the wages of sin is death. Amen. So if you do not want that, then I encourage you to get into a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Show yourself so that the Father may draw you to Him. Amen? Show yourself. Show your heart. Humble yourself. Speak to the Lord. Prayer is talking to God. That is communicating with God. It should be honest. It should be humble. And above all, it should be personal. I urge you, brothers and sisters. Now is the time. Amen. Tomorrow is not promised. We must move swiftly towards our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Eternal life is a gift that he provides. Amen. Now let's look at John 3. This gospel is so rich, men and women of God. John is just like awesome. Amen. So John 3. And we're going to look at verses 14 through 16. Again, it's the red letter edition. Verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. 15. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. So let's go to John 6 and let's look at verse 35. Amen. John 6, we're going to verse 35, the red letter edition again. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger and he who believes in me shall never thirst. We have read that, but I thought it was tantamount that we repeated. Amen. And I'm going to look at verses 47 through 58 in uh, chapter 6. And starting at verse 47, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. 48, I am the bread of life. 49, your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. 50, this is the bread which comes down from heaven that one may eat of it and not die. 51, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. 52. The Jews therefore quarreling, excuse me, 
Let me say it again. 52. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? 53. Then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. 54. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise him up at the last day. 55. For my flesh is food indeed and my blood is drink indeed. 56. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. 57. And the living father sent me and I live because of the father. So he who feeds on me will live because of me. 58. This is the bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. Amen. You ought to get excited about that. Now I'm going to go to John 5 and look at verse 24. I'm in the gospel of John verse 24. Most assuredly I say to you. He who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Would you like to pass from death into life, the eternal life? We have made the case, amen, about your salvation, that it is truly secure. Those who labor in Christ, be confident that you have eternal life. Be confident that you will see Yeshua again, amen. Be confident that there is a place for you. Be confident that the Father has drawn you near to him, amen, and that in the last day he will raise you up. You ought to get excited about that, and for those who are aren't quite sure I think we've made the case there is nothing that the world can offer you you can do nothing without Christ amen and I pray that he comes into your life that you allow it amen I pray that you go to him in the name of Jesus and start allowing yourself to be discipled stay with the work men and women of God Stay with the work of Christ because the only what you do for Christ will last. I'm very excited that you have helped me stay on the air and I will serve you well because I am serving the one who sent me. Amen. The one who created this opportunity. The Lord Jesus Christ is my savior and it's for him that I am humbled. Amen. We love you and God bless you. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. 
If you prefer, you could mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.